weather was way better. And um, hopefully we blessed them. I think we did. And so, but I was glad to be home because I was, uh, I don't sleep good in hotels, man. So I was, I really just wanted to get back in my bed. But I thank God we uh, made it back. And I thank God for Mike, who I drag everywhere. You know, I just thank the Lord for Mike. He doesn't care where we go or he doesn't care when we go. And I thank God that he's able to do that. So it blesses me a lot when I'm gone. So everybody thank the Lord for Mike for me, all right? Amen. Thank I was thinking about emotions, right? Because I, I, lately I've just been telling people, man, you need to really, you know, watch your emotions. If your emotions out of control will have you get up out of your seat um, during the Oscars and go slap somebody. Uh, yes, it will. Your emotions out of control. It was a football player who quit in the middle of the game and took his stuff off and, and ran off the field. You know, emotions that get you in trouble. Now, the, the thing we got to realize, though, is emotions are God-given. Emotions aren't bad. They're actually good, but anything out of control or anything warped is bad. Amen. I mean, think about it. It's like... Uh, an airplane. An airplane is a good thing, but it's not meant to crash into a building. But people did it. So what happened was it was corrupted. Right? The internet is a great thing, but the internet can be corrupted. Everybody say man to that. So like when they invented the ski mask, I'm sure some, they meant it to keep your face warm, but somebody said, I can rob somebody with this and they won't see me. You know? So, so anything corrupted can be bad. So here it is. Emotions are God-given, and God has them. I'm, just, I'm not going to be able to finish this today. And God has emotions, right? And, and so we have to learn how God handles his emotions so it'll help us handle our emotions. Because I've been telling a lot of people, man, you're really emotional. So, so with me, I try to stay never too high, never too low. See, I don't like to get too high. I'm not going to get excited about a lot of things. People go, oh, you, are you excited about this? Are you excited about vacation? Are you No, not really. It kind of keeps my expectations normal because you get yourself, it's like going to see a movie you can't wait to see and then you go see it and go, oh. Mm -hmm. So I usually go into it going, I hope it's cool. So when it's cool, I go, oh, that was really great. But when it's bad, I, I don't get so disappointed. I mean, I, I try to stay level. Never too high, but then again, I don't ever want to be too low either, right? Mm -hmm. So I mean, and especially the things of God, I mean, too high is, it can be dangerous because you can't maintain that because that's emotion because life is not going to allow you to stay up there. Everybody say amen. But then again, you don't want to be too low because we have a faith issue and we have a trust issue. You don't want to be down there either. So it's, it's just leveling out. It's, it's staying in the mean, so to speak. It's, it's, it's staying in that controlled state, which I know all of us have struggled with, especially me, because I don't mind confrontation. I, I don't mind a good argument. I don't even mind fisticuffs occasionally. <laughs> and then God had to get all that stuff out of my system. Everybody say amen to that. So God has emotions. So we have, and then here's another piece of the emotion that I was thinking about. Emotion is like it's, like, it's like opening something up that says you have to refrigerate after you open it. All right. Okay. You know, it's like you get it on the shelf and it's, it's, it's not open, so you don't have to put it in the refrigerator. But as soon as you open it, it has to go in the refrigerator. So what do you mean with emotions? Well, emotions have to go somewhere. Mm 
Because mm -hmm. you can't, they're real. Amen. Everybody say amen to that. Amen. How you feel is a real thing, but it's like it has to go somewhere because if it doesn't go somewhere, you might lose control of it. And then it might drive you kind of nuts. And it might cause you to do something you totally regret. So it's got to it's go somewhere. You can't just, you know how somebody say, well, just forget about it. Well, you can't just forget about it, but it's got to go somewhere. You got to refrigerate it somewhere. Mm -hmm. So here's God who has emotions. So let's walk through this real quick. So his first emotion, let's do anger. Because, you know, people go, well, God is so fluffy and he's so kind. And he is. God is very kind. Yes, Everybody say amen. Amen. And he's very patient, but God does have this thing right here called anger, and he gave it to us because anger lets it helps us, it helps us get things done, it helps us fight injustice. Amen. When we see something that's wrong, everybody say amen. Amen. Not just your opinion, but something that's really wrong in the world, and then anger causes us to react to. It. Anger causes us to defend ourselves, or anger causes us to flee. Because sometimes you get angry and you, you, know, you can't do nothing about it and you might get a little nervous. And so it's like the, 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 the thought of anger is not, as the Bible says, be angry. Even the Bible says be angry. But it says don't sin, though. That's what it says. Meaning you have to control your anger. You got to put it somewhere. But it's okay to be angry. Mm-hmm. Everybody say amen to that. Amen. Somebody runs into your, the back of your car and you're going to just be happy? You ain't going to be happy. You might be thankful, first of all, that you're alive, but then you might, me, I'll be like, my truck. <laughs> this little kid ran into me right up here on 53, and it just, bam, ran it. But his car folded. My truck just had a little dent in it, my old truck. And I get out, and the kid's, he's all, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And he's holding his phone. I'm like, dude, I know you were texting. And I'm like, hey, hey, Jonathan. And he's like, how do you know my name? I'm like, because you got a Kroger badge right here that says Jonathan. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Jonathan, calm down. Now, here it is. He ran into my truck, and I'm a little bent, but, then I'm, but under control. Everybody say amen. And I'm like, this kid is really upset. Hey, Jonathan, you call, calm down, dude. You need to call somebody. And you need to call your job and tell them you're not going to be there. And he's looking at me like, how does he know my <laughs> I'm like, I'm a prophet. <laughs> Stupid name tag says Jonathan. Jonathan. So, 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 but here it is, a controlled situation where I'm very angry, but it's like, uh, you got to step back for a second. Think about it for a minute. Mm -hmm. This dude got up out of his seat, went up there and slapped another man. Now, trust me. Because everybody asked me about it. I was at the barber shop. Hey, Pastor Keenan, what do you think about that? Well, if you would have slapped me, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, give, I give the other guy a lot of credit because I'm not quite sure. But what I will say is, man, you got to control your emotions, man. That was just emotional. For sure. So now you insulted somebody on national TV. Everybody saw it. Because mm -hmm. your emotions got out of control for a minute. So let, let's read some Bible numbers, I believe. Is that it? Double O. Numbers 12, Auntie, verse 1. Let me show you this. Come on. Miriam and Aaron began to talk against Moses. Oh, Miriam and Aaron began to talk behind Moses' back. You know why? Because of who he married. Mm -hmm. He married a Cushite, or really, she was an Ethiopian. You know what? Mar Moses married a black chick. Yes, he did. And his, and, his, and his family didn't like it. Now here's Miriam and Aaron, who's, who's, 
been through a lot with Moses, and they've seen a lot of things with Moses, and they, 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 they've seen Moses, you know, life and God moving in his life, and here it is, they get upset, and they begin to talk about the leader. Be careful talking about the leader. Everybody say amen. Amen. And so, for, because he married, because of who he married, verse 2, auntie. Has the Lord spoken only through Moses, yeah. they asked? Hasn't he also spoken through us? Oh, so he's saying, yeah, I know the Lord speaks to Moses, but he speaks to us too. I've gotten in the middle of a lot of church splits because they'll call and go, hey, we got this issue. Can you sit in on this meeting? Can you chime, chime in? And yeah, I call it. And what it really, most churches, we were down in Texas and, and Marshall was giving us the, the tour of this church split from that church, this church split from that church. It's called division. Amen. It's two visions. You can't have two visions. So here it is. Here, here's, it's always somebody in there who think they know more than a leader. Now, here's the thing. They, you might be, you might actually know more than a leader, but God didn't pick you to lead. Right. Amen. There's times when I felt like I might have knew a little more than a leader, but he didn't pick me to lead. So what do you do? You follow. Amen. Until he tells me not to follow anymore. But, and, 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 and the thing is, you don't usurp. So here it is. Here's, here it is, the Lord, he's saying, they're saying, hey, he speaks to us like he speaks to Moses. He didn't speak to him right about his wife. We don't like the wife that he picked. And the Lord heard this. Now Moses was a very humble man. So the Lord heard that? He heard, he heard them say that. And it says, now Moses was a very humble man, auntie. More mm -hmm. humble than anyone else on the face of the earth. Which means God has to defend him. Yes. Oh, you guys, you guys know my nature. I share it with you. Ooh. It's tough to not react. Mm -hmm. It's tough to not respond. It's tough to not defend yourself. It's tough to be humble. And I've had to do it so many times. And because people have said some stupid stuff about me. And I, and I, had, to, I had to not defend myself. But when I don't defend myself and I try to stay humble, then what happens? God has to move. Yes. Everybody say amen now. Amen. Come on. At once the Lord said to Moses, Aaron, and Miriam, come out of the tent of meeting, all three of you. So the three of them went out. Oh, so here's God going. I want to talk to all three of you right now. Okay. Everybody get out here right now. Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> right. Us being parents who go, hey, I want to talk. I want to talk to all you kids right now. Can you imagine God himself going, all three of you, in my office right now? <laughs> you walk into work and your boss is like, you, you, and you, in my office right now. And that's what God did to them. He says, listen, at once the Lord said, Moses, Aaron, Miriam, I want to talk to all of you right now. Come on. Then the Lord came down in the pillar of cloud. He stood at the entrance to the tent and summoned Aaron and Miriam. When the two of them stepped forward, he said, Listen to my words. Oh, see, see, God is upset. Can you, can you sense his anger? Mm-hmm. He said, now listen to what I'm getting ready to tell you. When there is a prophet among, among you, I, the Lord, reveal myself to them in visions. I speak to them in dreams. Okay? He's saying, but this is Moses. Mm-hmm. Auntie, come on. But this is not true of my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my house. Come on. When, with him, I speak face to face. I talk to him face to face. I don't give him riddles. Mm -hmm. okay. he, sees, he sees the form of the Lord. He, when, when, when they, why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant when you know how tight we are? All right. Yes. When you know I was going to get upset about that. Yes. 
when you know that was going to bother me? Why, how, how, how are you saying things like that? See, see, God is upset because he heard the conversation. And, he's, and Moses is not going to fight him himself, so God says, I'm going to step in because Moses is being humble. And he's saying, man, how did you not know I was not going to be upset about that? And then the verse 9 says, the anger of the Lord burned against them, and he walked out. Now, when he walked out, Miriam got a skin disease right after that. <laughs> so much so, she got so messed up and so sick that, 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 that her brother had to go to Moses and go, hey, Moses, can you pray and ask God to give her a break? God was angry. He was so angry. God gets angry. Mm-hmm. But the thing I love about God is he's not moody. Amen. He's not a moody guy at all. And, and, and I'm saying that because, man, I'm a very moody person. That's why I have so much trouble with leftovers. Man, I, I might want it today, but I don't want that crap tomorrow. You know, it's <laughs> like, man, I, wait a minute, you wanted this so bad today. I wanted that yesterday. I don't want it today. <laughs> I'm moody. I, I, I eat moody. I, I don't, so, do you want to do this today? Yeah, let's do that today. And then they go, you want to do it again tomorrow? No. <laughs> Too moody. Depends on what, people go, what's your favorite food? It depends on what mood I'm in. You know, so it's like, here's God, though. God's not moody He's because he's the same today as he was yesterday. He's very consistent in what bothers him and what doesn't. Anger only comes out when what happens? When he sees some injustice. Yes, yes. When he sees someone he loves being bothered. When he goes into protect mode like any other good father would do. Amen. Everybody say amen now. Amen. So emotionally, God has anger. And he was angry. Mm-hmm. And he, was, he let them know he was angry. Mm-hmm. So that means that anger isn't bad. Jesus got angry. He went in the temple and saw them. They had changed into a place where they were doing business and making money. Jesus got a, And it looked like Jesus lost control for a second. And Jesus got bent out of shape, pulled off a piece, piece of his robe, started beating everybody. I was <laughs> like, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus and what we gonna do stop him I can't stop him and it looks so out of control but see was Jesus saw this injustice this unrighteousness that bothered him so bad yes 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 amen somebody amen and then this other situation where Jesus just didn't I'm thinking Jesus slap him and Jesus goes no I'm not gonna they they brought a woman to him that, that committed adultery they didn't bring the man though Mm-hmm. They brought a woman, and Jesus sees all, everybody's temper is up, and everybody's bent out of shape. And what does Jesus do? He just bends down and starts drawing in the dirt. <laughs> they're on the boat, and it's a storm happening, and these are sailors, and they, they're used to storms, but they're like, man, this is a really bad storm. And, and I love Jesus. He, he just so over-exaggerates his coolness. He, he's actually asleep on the boat. He's not sitting there relaxed. He's actually asleep. You don't care so much that you're asleep. And he wakes up and goes, why you got so emotional? Mm-hmm. So, so they're not moody. Everybody say amen. Amen. Huh? Control your emotions. I'm trying to help you out. So, so here's God being angry. Go to the next one, double O. God has compassion, I believe. Yes, he does. Mm-hmm. Go to Psalms 135, 14. 
for the Lord will vindicate his people yeah. and have compassion on his servants. It says the Lord will vindicate you, meaning he will look out for you. Don't have to fight your own battles most times. I'm going to come in and I'll vindicate you. I know you've been done wrong, and I could know why, because I have so much compassion towards you. I care about you. The Bible says Jesus saw them, and he was moved with compassion for them. That's why he fed the multitude. Yes, yes. See, compassion gets your anointing clicked in when you really care. Oh, that's why God always questions me all the time. Do you care? Do you care? Do you care? Do you care? Because he knows something about me. I have the ability to totally not care. My dog just got ran over. I don't care. My grandmother fell down the steps. That, that used to be me. I just didn't care. I'm not even sure I cared about myself. So here it is. God always goes up there. Without caring, you won't have compassion. Let me tell you something. Compassion clicks on your anointing. So now do you care? Yeah, I care. Okay, therefore, click the anointing clicks on and stuff goes out because I care. Yes. I come back home because I care. I stay in the cold because I have compassion and I care. Because I don't have to be in the cold. I don't like cold. I'm down in Texas and it's like 70, 77 and I'm going, this is so nice. <laughs> What's it going to be tomorrow, 80? I'm at a softball game watching my friend's daughter play. And I'm thinking, wow, I got to go back to the cold. And it's going to be cold to what, May 30th? <laughs> <laughs> you know how it is here. So we have this compassion kicks in, and the Lord has compassion for us. So he has that, he has that, that emotion called compassion. What's the next one? Oh, grief. I love this one. You mean, God himself has grief. Well, the Bible says the Holy Spirit is, Spirit is always grieved, you know, because he's with, he's with you all the time. So, yeah. see, God is sitting on high. Jesus is at the right hand, but the Holy Spirit is down here with us, watching us mess up watching us say stuff we shouldn't, watching us do things, watch us manipulate, watch us say stupid stuff, and the Holy Spirit is going, oh. Mm -hmm. But then I thought, wait a minute, God has grief also. God can actually be green. We can hurt God's feelings. Amen. Yes, we can. Auntie, come on. How often they rebelled against him in the wilderness. It says, man, they were in the desert, and they rebelled against God so many times. They grieved him in the way... Again and again, they put God to the test. They vexed the Holy One of Israel. They, they were always complaining. Mm -hmm. they, I remember when they said, it was better in Egypt. Yeah. And, and it's like, God is hearing that going, man. God? You, God is saying, why are you guys saying that stuff? Why, you guys are, oh. The kids ever say something to hurt your feelings? You know, because nobody hurts you. Not, not really, don't really much hurt my feelings. But one thing that does is when you're not appreciative. Right, right, right. And it's like, man, uh, how about, man, instead of complaining about something, how about, hey, uh, hey, Dad, thanks for keeping these lights on, you know what I mean? <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for driving me to school every day, picking me up every day. Th thanks for, you know, bailing me out when I get in trouble. Come on, you parents, you know how that stuff works. Mm -hmm. And in your mind, you're going, okay, I ain't expecting. I mean, this is what I'm supposed to do. But, man, when they start complaining instead of being thankful, because I just told you you can't have that thing, mm -hmm. all of a sudden now you're not good. Oh, and what does it do as a father and as a mother, as a parent? It hurts your feelings. Amen. So here's God going, man, 
I got them out of Egypt. I'm, I'm trying to take care of them. And man, they're in the desert. And they're getting on my nerves. They just complain so much. Auntie, next verse. They did not remember his power the day he redeemed them from the oppressor. Yeah. The day he displayed his signs in Egypt and his wonders in the region See, of Zon. you forgot already what I've done for you? God would get so greedy if you, if you forget what he's done for you. He gets, he gets, it hurts his feelings when you go, oh, Lord. oh, man, when people get in contact with me and they just say they need help and they need prayer, and I'm like, okay, but you know the Lord. And they, they all start off, I got faith and I, I trust in God. I'm like, but you're going to hit me in the face with the biggest butt. Mm -hmm. You got it. I know I can feel the butt coming. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You better get me with a big butt. I know you are. <laughs> and they go, but I know this is the big one. Like that old show Sanford and Sons. This is the big one. Mm -hmm. This is the one that's going to take me out. This is the one that is going to end me. Really? And then God goes, Really? Mm -hmm. Let me tell you something. I can't stop life from happening to you, but I promised you some things. Yes. I promised I'll be with you. I promised I'll never forsake you. I'm preaching way better than you guys are saying amen. Mm -hmm. See, I. I See, I, 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 I promised you that I will make your crooked way straight. I promised you that all things will work together for the good. And we just go, oh, no. And I'm going, man, let me tell you something. The only way you get that kind of faith and that kind of trust is you have to go through have something. Go That's through the that. only Amen. way you get it. Yes. There's not a pill. There's not medication. There's not a drink. You, it's like working out. You, no. You can take a pill. We all be in shape. Look around. <laughs> I'm like, man, I got to get my winter weight off, dude. I've been hibernating. I get my butt moving because I'm not buying no new clothes. <laughs> so I'm not trying to be fancy. I'm trying to see where my weight situation is. So it's like, man, if there's no other way to get faith, you have to go through. And the beauty of it is God doesn't make you go through, but he allows you to go through. And he's always with you. I've made that promise. And I yes. won't forsake. I'll never leave. Yes. Hallelujah. 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 And so what grieves him when you don't believe it? Actually, what's the next one? Um, Love. Okay, this is easy. Everybody teaches this one. First John 4. Come on. Dear friends, let us love one another. Let us love one another. For love comes from God. It's so sad that you have to tell church people to love each other. So sad. Yeah. I mean, when we first started this joint, I taught love for about a year. Because my thing is, how do you join this church? You got to figure out how to love. Amen. And I know it's difficult. And, I, and, it's, and love is not feelings. Love is a choice. It's not feelings. Amen. Good, amen. Good amen, everybody. I don't want you to remember. That's not, love isn't feelings because you can not feel good about somebody, but you still got to love them. You know you wanted to slap your kids yesterday, but you know you love them to death. So love isn't feelings. If that was the case, God couldn't command us to love. He commands us to love. How can you command my feelings? It's not a feeling. It's a choice. Amen. Right? So here it is. Dear friends, I wish that you loved each other because love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. But verse 8 says what? Whoever does not love does not know God. It's really simple because God is Yes. So it's like if you learn how to love even people that don't deserve it. Amen. If you can learn how to forgive people who don't deserve it, 
it only helps you. That's but right. when you love somebody that don't necessarily deserve it, what happens is uh, it proves something. It proves that you know God. Yes. Because God is the only way that you could love. Yes. So I just had a deep conversation the other day with somebody who I, I, I continue to love, even though I probably shouldn't. And I'm like, I don't care. I, this, listen, I'm never going to not love. Mm-hmm. Man. Now here's the bad part. I'm not doing you a favor. I'm doing me a favor. Amen. Amen. Because the only way that I can prove that God is dear friend, let us love one another, because it comes from God. And everyone who loves has been born of God. If you don't love, you're not born of God. It's just simply that. It's, so if I can't muster up no love here, uh, mm-hmm. got a question if God has really impacted your life. It's tough. I know it is. It, it's tough. This don't pack seats. It really yeah. don't. I was at a big, the church in Texas was a big church. Was, and, you know, and, I, and it's like, I got to hit you guys in the face. Give me a big church. I'm going to get it down. Ooh. Give me about 3,000. I'll get it down to about two. <laughs> One? Oh, you guys really think I'm bad. <laughs> auntie, come on. This is how God shows his love okay, among us. Okay, how did he show his love, Auntie. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. I'm not giving my son for you guys. I'm not. You guys aren't worth it. I don't have that kind of love. So so wait a minute. So here it is. Your only son. I got two daughters. I can lose one of them. But I only got one son. (laughs) Not Courtney. She's here. (laughs) Not Keandra. I love her too. But I'm saying, my thing is, it's like, but I got one son, and I'm going to give, how much love does God have? Okay, my only son, my only son, that's all I have, I'm going to give him. What kind of love is this? Everybody say amen. Amen. The angels went, how do you you love them so much? How did he prove his love? He gave his son. So if if you believe him, you will live through him. You will live because of him. So think about this. What if you reject that? I've given my son and you're rejecting it. Mm. If people don't think that God is going to have judgment, oh, he is. Mm. And you know why he's going to have judgment? Because of that. Because mm. I gave my son and you rejected it. Jesus. And it's not, in the end, it won't be no, t- it, you won't have time. You can't, like you guys didn't clap for me. And then you're going to try to make it up. No. <laughs> no. We, you, that ship is sailed. You've missed that, that, that moment. And it's like, so here's God standing up going, sheep here, goats there. But wait a minute, God, I, can I get a chance? No. I gave my son, I gave you time. I even had someone tell you about him. And you rejected him. Jesus. No. I'm not. Uh, no. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. All right, come on. This is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us. See, this is and love, not that we loved him first. He loved us first, and that's why he sent the son. God loved us before we loved him. Yes, 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 yes. He, God already loved us, and, and we, we love God now only because he loved us first. He, he loved us first, and that's why we love him. We didn't come to our own love. God loved us first and gave his son, and then now we love God because he loved us. Go to the next one. 
Hate. Oh, wait a minute, Kenny, but God is so loving. Yeah, I know, I know. Proverbs 6, come on. There are six things the Lord hates. Well, that's really seven. Seven that are detestable to him. Okay. Haughty eyes. He hates eyes. A lying tongue. He hates tongue. Hands that shed innocent blood. He don't like blood. hands, he hates those. A heart that devises wicked he schemes. Feet that are quick to rush to evil. He hates your feet. A false witness who pours out lies. He hates false witnesses. And a person who stirs up conflict in the community. Who start junk in the community. I'm not writing this. <laughs> this isn't my opinion. He hates these things. Wait a minute, guy. You're supposed to love everybody. Yeah, I am love, actually. But I got emotions. Where'd you think you got yours from? I hate these things. Hate them. Man, I can't stand people who give false witness. That's why I don't fight back. Because people who give false witness against me, God will get them. Yes, he will. And then he goes, wait a minute. I hate people who start junk. Yes. Rumors and gossip. I hate them. God says, oh, I hate them. Why was he so mad at Miriam and Aaron? Because they were gossiping. Mm-hmm. And God says, oh, I hate that. I don't like hearts that devise schemes. I don't like manipulation. Mm-hmm. I don't like when, you, when, you, when you're trying to manipulate, twist things. I don't like that. God says, oh, I don't, I don't like that. I, I just, it's, there's these things that just burn me up. And then and you go, man, there's these things that upset me. I just hate these things. And one thing he says, he likes, he hates all these things. He hates these things in people. Amen. Not necessarily people. Man, I, see, I always get the question. What do you think about the LBQ, TRs? What is that? What is L, I don't know what it is. I'm not being funny. I just really, it's too many consonants. I don't know what it is. And 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 then what about oh, now if they pass the law about gay marriage and stuff? And I'm going, man, listen, God, I don't hate them. I'm not. I'm not gonna hate. I, listen, I don't hate clan members. I don't. You're just ignorant. But then again, I don't hate black. I don't hate black races either. You're just ignorant. Amen. Everybody, come on, amen, people. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, you're so ignorant. You just, it's like, oh man, they're just stupid. Mm-hmm. I can't hate the stupid. <laughs> you can't help it that you're stupid. <laughs> so I'm not gonna hate you. I mean, I don't hate. I don't hate homosexuals. I don't hate gay people. I just, it, it's not in me. I didn't mean to do it. And, and some of us, some Christians do it out of this false sense of Christian righteousness. And I'm going, man, every time they walked past and saw Jesus talking to sinners, they went, why are you talking to sinners? Yes, they did. And Jesus goes, I'm not suffering a relationship with them because of what you think. Mm-hmm. Somebody's got to bring light. If we picked up Jesus from the airport, He's not going to say, take me to the biggest church in the region. That's right. He's going to go, take me where all the trouble is. Mm-hmm. Take, me to the take me where they're confused. Take me where there's poverty. Take me where they're fighting. Take me where there's racism. Take me to those places. Amen. That's where I want to go. Yes. And we're going to go, no, don't, we don't want to be around those people, Jesus. Yes, I do. Try not to let them continue to be those people. Amen. Amen. So why do we hate so much? Why do we hate? 
Why, why does see our emotions out of control? We cannot like. I don't like every commercial now. They got a gay couple. Everyone. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, you can't get anything anymore without getting, they're going to hit you in the face with a gay couple. And I'm not mad at gay couples, but I'm like, will you please stop trying to convince us that this is normal? Right. Amen. I'm not judging you, but it's like, this ain't normal. And it's every, com- I can't even watch a commercial about Stouffer's stuffing pudding or some crap <laughs> without them going, okay, there it is. It's like, so you cannot like. Mm-hmm. Everybody say amen. Amen. And you can get almost, you can get a little angry about it. But when you continue to let it grow into something else, it will grow into a wrong kind of hatred. Yes, it will. Amen. Amen. Auntie, where are we? Jealousy. Come on. Do not worship any other God, yeah. for the Lord, whose name is Jealous, is a jealous God. Because, you know, my name is Jealous. God, God says, whoa, whoa, hold on. You, you worshiping somebody else? Don't worship something that's been created. Yes. Worship the creator. The creator. You worship your job. And you go, no, I don't worship my job. Well, I might argue because you never miss work, but you are sure miss church. I knew I wasn't going to get no amen on that one. <laughs> I wasn't even looking for no amen. I didn't even force you to say it. <laughs> I mean, come on, you, go, you give everything to work. You can't stand it. You, you wake up and you're like, oh, I can't stand this place. And you go. Mm-hmm. And you get stuff done and you put up with garbage and you deal with crazy, silly people and you figure it out. You don't make enough money and you, you got all these things. But man, are you there religiously. Mm-hmm. Some people are at home today because they're getting ready for work tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And, you th- and I'm thinking, God is going, what? Without me, you wouldn't even have activities in your limbs. Without me, mm-hmm. you wouldn't even have any oxygen. Without me, you would have no food. Amen. Without me, you could be in a hospital right now. Everybody say amen. Amen. Without me, you could be in a grave right now. And God says, man, I get so jealous when you respect something else more than me. Amen. Oh, I get so jealous. I'm not, I'm not the guy who, if you got a guy who's so jealous, he's pro- one, he's probably doing something himself. Mm-hmm. And then the next piece is like, man, he's so insecure. You're, so, you're that insecure? See, God's not insecure. He just goes, you don't worship something that I made. Amen. He's not the insecure boyfriend or the insecure girlfriend who thinks somebody else is prettier. No, he's going... You don't worship something that I created. Right. You worship me, not hallelujah somebody. Hallelujah. The, the life is so the life is so on a thread, it's so thin, it's so fragile, and at any moment your life can just go. Yeah. And God keeps your life afloat. And he goes, and you think that your job is doing that? You think that your creative mind is doing that? You think that you've just gotten breaks and you worked hard? Oh, I get so jealous. Not because I think it's prettier, but because you wouldn't even have that if it wasn't for me. Right, amen. I see where we're at. Joy. Joy. Almost done. 
I will rejoice in doing them good and will assuredly plant them in this land with all my heart and soul. He says, man, I, get, I will so rejoice when I do good to my people. And, and, I, and I promise you, I'm going to plant you in this good land. I'm going I'm to put all my heart and soul into it. He's such a good parent. When yes, you can do something yeah. for your child and you know your child really, doesn't it, it makes you feel good for a second. You man, you take the children on vacation or something like that. You see them running around having fun. You, you feel some joy. You, you, I, man, I'm joyful about that. Yes. Sometimes I just sit there and watch my kids and my grandkids just talk trash and run around, and I, and I don't say much. I'm just watching them. Going, man, Lord, I, I, I've left some lineage on the planet. Yes. Just, it brings joy to you. God, where do we get that from? We got it from the Father. He loves to see you guys okay. He loves to see you doing good. He loves to see you enjoy yourself at times. He loves God. Is, he's a great father. That's where we got it from. We are not, we're not like, he's not like us. We're like him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're the way you are because of him. Because why? Well, remember, he created us in his own image and in his own likeness. He made us like him. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. He gets great joy out of just seeing his people okay. What's next? Fear. Now, fear is a tough one because there's nowhere in the Bible that you will find out that God has fear. Right. But God has given us fear for a reason. It keeps us safe. It helps. It, it keeps. Oh, I hate horror movies. When they, when they hear the noise, hello? <laughs> <laughs> You, you hear the banging in here, and it's really dark. And you hear the, don't come here, the devil. And then they go, hello? It's like, kill them. <laughs> kill them. It's like, man, there's this thing called fear. You don't do that. You, you just get out. Right. <laughs> what do you expect the killer to be nice? Hello? Hey, hello, I'm here to kill you. I mean, I mean it's like, man, I can't stand that in movies. And, and oh, we'll be sitting there watching, and I'll tell Cordy, if they say hello, I'm turning this thing off. <laughs> oh, bam. Hello, who's there? The killer. <laughs> God, God is giving us fear for a reason. It, it, it promotes something. It promotes the, the fight or flight. Right, right. Sometimes we get scared, we might need to fight. Sometimes we get scared, you need to get out of there. That's right. So he gave us the ability to fear because it keeps us safe. Yes. But he himself, no. Now here's the thing, oh, Auntie. Read this. For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. The text says he hasn't given us the spirit of fear, fear. meaning being fearful all the time, living in a complete state of being afraid, always nervous, always timid. See, he has a, see, that's a spirit of fear. He gives us fear. I'm, I'm, I'm scared of roller coasters now. I didn't used to when I was younger. I'd be like, yeah, let's go ride it. I, I remember a few years ago when I got on this stupid roller coaster and I went, that's it. This isn't fun. You can't take me way up here and drop me. <laughs> My body can't take it. We're, when you get over 50, you still ride roller coasters. Oh, something, man. I can't do it. My kids are like, come on, Dad. No. <laughs> that roller coaster is too high. And you, do you see that first drop? I don't want my heart in my mouth. That's not fun. <laughs> and it's whipping around and banging you. It's just not fun. I'm afraid. 
course of time, Cain brought some of the fruits of the soil as okay. an offering to the Lord. Now listen, we are responsible for our emotions. You are responsible for your emotions. Mm -hmm. Don't go, God, calm me down. No, God says you calm down. Amen. Calm down. He, God, I'm so angry. Help me to stop being angry. No, stop being angry. Mm -hmm. See, we, you have to remember, so I won't finish this. You have to remember that you are responsible for your emotions. So here's Cain and Abel, the first brothers, the first brothers that ever was. I think about my brother every day. I know he thinks about me every day. And it's like the, the kinship between brothers who actually get along is it, it, so tight. It's, it's very close. And so here's these, the first brothers, the first ones. And here it is. Cain bought some fruit, and he gave the best. I mean, no, and, and Abel came and, no, no, Cain bought some fruit that he just, found on the ground and gave. Abel also brought an offering, fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. His stuff was better. Mm -hmm. So the Lord looked with favor on Abel's 
and his offering, because Abel's offering was better. Yeah. He gave him the first fruit. Yes. When you guys get paid, do you give God the first fruit? Don't answer that. I don't know what you give. But what I am saying is, you want to talk about God's emotions? He said, listen, what you're giving me, I don't like. Mm-hmm. Because, listen, you won't have nothing without me. And so here it is. You're growing stuff out the ground, and you're giving me the crap that's left that you don't want. But your brother gives me the best. He gives mm-hmm. me mine first. Yes. Hallelujah, somebody. Come on. But on Cain and his offering, he did not look with favor. Yeah. So Cain was very angry. So here's Cain gets upset. He was very angry. And his face was downcast. He got angry and sad. And I love this next verse. Come on. Then the Lord said to Cain, why hey, Cain, are you angry? Why, why are you mad, man? Are you mad? Are you <laughs> <laughs> I can see God go, are you mad? You, you, ever, you ever, see, I get up under people's skin. I remember one night I was playing, we were playing uh, uh, Call of Duty. I was playing with these guys. And, you know, we got microphones, right? And, man, I just kept killing this one guy because he just made me mad. And so every chance I got, I just killed him. And he's like, oh, there he goes again. I'm like, you mad, bro? (laughs) Oh, when someone says, are you mad? When you mad, it just makes you madder. (laughs) Are you mad? Here's God going, oh, you mad? (laughs) Why are you angry? Why why your face all messed up? God's like, why your lip out? Uh-huh. <laughs> God, you so silly. God, God, God knows why he's mad, but he's going, man, why are you so mad? And look at your face, Cain. What, what did you expect? Next verse. If you do what is right, you will not be, ex- will you not be accepted? Yeah, if you do the right stuff, you know I'll be good with you. Come on. But if you do not what is not right, sin is crouching at your and door. Sin is crouching at your door when you don't control your emotions. It says, desires, it desires to have you. That sin of not, not controlling your emotions. And it says, you must rule over it. You have to do it. You have to control your emotions. Yes. You got to put it somewhere. All right. You got to put it in the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. Because it's real, you can't throw it away, but how you feel is real, but you have to control it. Yes. He says, why are you bent out of shape? You have to control it because sin is desiring you right now. Yes. See, your emotions out of control can produce a sin you're going to regret. Man, you, you got up out of your seat and slapped the dude on national TV with the whole world watching. And if they ones who weren't watching, they've all seen it now. Amen. Because your emotions got out of control. See, it's like, man, dude, you stole it. Verse 8 says what, auntie? Now Cain said to his brother Abel, let's go out to the field. While they were in the field, Cain detected his he brother Abel him. and killed him. Now, this is where I say God's love and everything, and I'm done, comes into play. Because if I would have saw that, the first brother's, that was ever made. Mm-hmm. I would have said, forget it, this experiment's not gonna work. Mm-hmm. The first one, you know, think about it, the first couple that came was Adam and Eve. They had a little issue with a tree. And then they have offspring and one of them murders the other one. You're talking about God staying in control of his emotions? Mm-hmm. I would have been like, nah, uh-uh, I ain't doing it. 
It's not even starting right. Right, right. But here's God who's in control of his emotions. Imagine he doesn't get so bent out of shape that he doesn't have a plan mm -hmm. to fix all of it. He could have scrapped it, but he didn't. He had a plan for you because you were thought about before it wasn't you. You know that, right? Amen. And, and so God says, no, I got a plan. I know they messed up, but I got a plan. So God, how are you holding your emotions like that? But he did get angry because people paid. Everybody say amen. Amen. But he, he kept his composure enough. And he goes, man, you got to control your emotions because sin is going to, it's desiring to have you. And then he gave into his emotions and he ended up killing his brother. So we got to think about controlling your emotions. First, you got to see that God has them, so they're not wrong. And he gave it to us for a reason, so we got to use them. But it's like out of control, though. You have no peace. You have no rest. You'll be messing up. You'll be saying and doing things you're going to regret. Any little news is going to throw you over the cliff. Anything you hear in the, in, in the media, you're going to believe it. You're going to be looking for a savior to save you other than God. You're going to be looking for politicians to save you. You're going to be looking to the world systems to make you okay. And I'm, and, and I'm saying, God says, I'm jealous now. Be careful, I'm jealous. We're going to hurt God's feelings because we're going to forget who he is and forget about him. The Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Yeah. And he says, it's like a dog going back on its vomit when you leave him. Yeah, amen. They try to give the most gross thing that they can come up with. It's like a dog who vomits and eats it again. That's, that's how you coming out of what you were, coming into tasting the Lord, and then going back and tasting that. Oh. <laughs> come on up. I'll finish it next week. When's Easter? I mean, we forgot Vic. They got to be religious on that day. 